Sometimes I feel like when I come out of that music break, I like want to come up with some like sweet intro, like, like welcome to Northside Story. But no, nothing. Welcome. We're at I think episode seven. This is like flying by. Wait, I don't even you know Blake what the number it is. I don't even know what it is, but it's fun. I mean, every week we just get on and we just talk shit just on talk our football. on our friends. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I still have Gene Autry on my brain every time I pop up the, yeah. uh, the app now, hashtag, trying to see if I can add him. Hashtag RIP Gene. Well, that, you, that voice you hear, that's Baki. That's uh, yeah, owner of LA Bash not, Bros. Not too happy with, with taking the L this week, but you know what? We've moved on and uh, I'll be back on the mountaintop at some point. It's it's the worst. I hate losing. I hate, it's the worst feeling when you drop your fantasy week, but don't be too sad. We have a episode packed full of goodies. That we do. We we have our first interview with Phil. Oh yeah. What a what an <laughs> interesting conversation that was. Yeah, yeah. So we have that for you. We have uh, we're gonna go over each matchup. Mm-hmm. We're gonna unfortunately, Jake, we're gonna have to go over your matchup because Yeah, look, there's nothing I can do. Nothing I can yeah. do. Steph just has a great team. Yeah, we're gonna go over my blowout victory and <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just going to touch on the league. And then if you stick around to the very end, we have a very exciting new segment. So, yeah, I mean, this actually, I think, is going to be my favorite segment that we do um, going forward. So I'm looking forward to, to having everyone listen to it. Yeah. So stick around. What do we want to get into first? Uh, let's let's get into let's get into Phil. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Here we go. This is our interview with Phil. We uh, recorded it right before um, Monday night's game, pretty much Sunday night, but it's going to be exciting to let's get to know Phil. Let's get to know him as an owner. And is he, is this team cursed? We'll find out. Here we go. I'm excited. This is our first ever interview, Jake. We got a big, it we got is. a big guest here. Dude, your, your music goes up for way too long. What? Phil? That shit in half. <laughs> Well, we were going to lead him in, but he's just going to he's going to start from the get go. Yeah, right, already like making start. making right, fun right, of my right, audio. Hot start no, Phil, go ahead. Phil, no, we're already here. We have our first guest here. We got Phil Okamoto. Uh, what is it? Hit me with the Quan. Show me the Quan. Phil, how are you doing? Uh, you know, optimistic. Uh, you know, now now's the time for the uh, for you know for me to get the Quan. Okay. You know? Well. We're recording this on Sunday night. We got a close matchup here. You and Phillips down. What is this? Nineteen. We got mm-hmm. Saquon left. That's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, you know what? Saquon could do it. I mean, you, you saw you saw AJ or CJ Anderson and uh, the Cowboys' hopes in the playoffs by just running down their throats. That was three years I, ago, I was, Phil. I, I, I feel. I feel. When was yeah, that? You know. You know what? I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Saquon. They're going to run it down our throats. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to come out victorious. My Cowboys are going to lose like they always do. And uh, yeah, I don't believe in Cooper Rush like you do. Hey, you know what, Blake? You know what, Blake? The wolf. The wolf man is still there. So therefore, anything yeah. can happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Give us a howl. Me or Phil? Well, I was gonna say Phil, but it's all right. Oh, um, you already killed it there. All right, so Phil, I have a question for you. We I texted you this earlier in the day when you were, you know, uh, complaining of your injuries, which 
happens to everyone. But I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was going to say it happens to everyone, but it is very apparent that it happens to you more than anyone else. So just a very simple question. Do you believe your fantasy football team and your teams in the future and past are cursed? I, I think there is some sort of curse that I, I don't I don't know the solution. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna figure it out and because I mean we can say that this curse goes all the way back to Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson yeah. 90 yard touchdown. I mean yeah. Uh, Speechless. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's nothing I can say much except for I mean Yeah. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. And it's, it's not that it's not that they're, they're injured. It's they're injured. And then in the first quarter or in the first half, mm-hmm. and then they're out for the game and then they're questionable and then they're good to go for the next game. So for, for 14 straight weeks. Okay. But before we, before we dive into that, I, let's go into a little bit of history. Phil, how long have you been playing fantasy football for? You remember like your first year? I don't know. Since whenever we started, Jake. Yeah, I don't remember the very first year we played on NFL.com. I think was our first year. Uh, shout out Martin Walker. He still owe me fifty dollars. Um, it's true. But then Blake joined maybe a year or two after that. So yeah, I'm not sure. This league's been going on for I would say eight years or so. And that was your Phil. That was your first year playing fantasy football when Woodbury and all them created it. Uh, I've played before, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd probably say that's my first twelve team because I believe we had twelve players originally, and then uh, some just couldn't cut the mustard, uh, and uh, we had to cut we had to cut them loose. You know, Ten do you teams. have a favorite? Like I, for me, my first year that I'll always remember, uh, I drafted Doug Martin rookie year. Like that was like my favorite player. I'll always remember. Do you have a favorite, uh, either like a favorite year or a favorite player in the past that you were like, remember fondly? I know Matt like in our Matt league, it's Matt Forte. Yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I had to lead you right into that one. Yeah. Why Matt Forte? Did you ever own Matt Forte during those golden years? Uh, I owned him during my championship run, uh, mm-hmm. prior to that. Uh, auto draft Mike. Uh, he auto he has <laughs> auto draft Mike. I'm just I'm just saying it how it is. He won the championship with that way. He had Matt Forte. The next year I happen to have it, have him, and you know what? Ever since I've I, all the teams I've never had Matt Forte except for that year, and I have lost every single. So I'd probably say Matt Forte is is the uh, is the charm. We got to figure out a way to get that Matt Forte juice back on your team because, I mean, I'm rooting for you. I want you to get that first win. We're not going to get that there matchup you know, of. There you know, there you no, know. listen, listen, hear me out. You're afraid that if my team clicks all on the same week, then no one, no. Mm, maybe some teams have a shot, but definitely not yours. Well, I coming into the draft season after we, we had assessed all the rosters, I did like your team and I still do like your team. Yeah, I agree and, with uh, you. Go uh, ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you you could be there. Uh, I'm like, I'm like Ju- uh, Judy, Jer- whatever Judy, whoever's team that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I told, I, I said I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him because he's going to take Don Schultz tight end, mm-hmm. uh, a position that I've been having a problem with. And sure enough, right before he he, sna- he snakes him and. You know, I'm a little weak on that tight end. Uh, Trey, you're supposed to get back to me on that Kyle Pitts trade. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah, Phil, I, I, did, I, mean, I offered you Mark Andrews last week. But. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I forgot for what. And it's yeah. like, why would I help you? So um, that's, that's true. That's true. I, I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm saying how it is. You know, I drafted the players that I want to play. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like that you you addressed your lineup with Tyler Higby. I feel like that was a good pickup. I'm, I was surprised that he laid around there. He had a good game this week. So he he, he had he. I mean, all my guys had had good weeks. They had the volume. They just couldn't get in in the end zone. Mm-hmm. You can see Higby with multiple catches, multiple targets. He just couldn't get in the end zone. And for tight ends, it's mostly end zone dependent. <laughs> Yeah, he was more efficient uh, this week. Week one, he had 11. Week two, he had nine. Yeah, he only had four, but that was a weird game in Arizona. But uh, yeah, I you were talking about drafts. You were talking about the draft strategy, and you were talking about like guys that you wanted. I'm always curious because I feel like everyone has their own way how they attack a draft. Do you kind of just best available? Do you prioritize certain positions? What do you do? You can't re- can't rely on. Uh the mock drafts uh because mock drafts they they go how everything is supposed to go um for for instance uh, this year uh no one saw uh travis kelsey going 10 overall so you know that that and when i saw stefan diggs just sitting there for me i mean like you said i was smiling ear to ear and rightfully so he's putting up numbers but um I thought I had a good. I thought I, did, I had a good draft. Uh, my strategy was was to go back to back RBs, um, and then just give myself a boatload of receivers, and then uh, you know maybe uh, get, get one of those uh, running backs with high upside that you know maybe like Rashad Stevenson. He had a big. He had a big week this. Uh, uh, yeah, he had a big week, and uh, you know. But uh, Trey Lance, uh, he, first week he was running in mud. Second week he snapped his leg. You know, <laughs> not much you can do with three points. I'm going to keep this PG. Um, not much you can do with three points on the uh, QB position. Mm-hmm. Jake, how about you? I never, we, we, I've never really asked you. Do you have a strategy when you go into the draft? Uh, not usually kind of best available. And then, um, kind of think back of years that I had successful teams and trying to think of, you know, certain things that I guess it's, it's mostly best available, but also just players that typically I like to watch or I like to, that I think are going to have big years. Um, I have a question. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. So, um, I saw you see, I saw you take Cooper cup. Mm-hmm. Over Jefferson, was that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then you came back, and then it wasn't best player available, but you got CD Lamb. Well, CD I'm, was in the uh, third third round. Okay, 
Okay. Um, well, I, yeah. Well, I got CD mostly because I didn't like the running backs. I, I have, I have a heart PTSD with Saquon, so I didn't really want to draft him. I don't really like James Conner. I guess the only one that I think that I could have picked was definitely Nick Chubb because I think that he's um, just the bell cow there and he's dominating. So I would, I would, if I could go back, I would definitely have done uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I felt like. You, when you passed on uh, Eckler, you passed on Eckler. No, Eckler was right before Cup, so right it was Cup. yeah. It was Taylor, would you, would you have taken Cup? Um, it depends. Well, if it let's say Justin Jefferson was picked third, then if it was between Eckler and Cup, I probably still would have gone Cup, um, okay. only because I don't. I I wasn't too high on Eckler that high in the draft. If I was like six or seven, and Eckler was there. I would have picked Eckler and that would have looked rough to start the season, but I wasn't that high on Eckler coming into the year. I knew it was going to be mostly a Justin Herbert type of offense. Because I saw, I, I know uh, Blake plays one of his favorite players. Correct me if I'm wrong is uh Cooper cup and uh, CDs on my Cowboys. So I was just curious if you targeted them in that area. Oh, for like potential for trades. I'm just curious. No, uh, no, not for potential trades. No, I, I honestly thought CD. I mean, CD got the short end of the stick right from the get go with Dak being out. So I, I thought CD being the number one option, like and being someone that Dak relies on heavily, was going to be big, and he could have that potential wide receiver one upside. But no, it never had to do with any of you guys. I and I, I've watched Cooper Cup thrive on Blake's teams the last like three years. And so I was just like, how can I say no to 15 to 20 points a game? And I texted Blake earlier today saying like, it's so nice to have someone on, on your team that just gets you that 15 points. And I don't think he got a point after that. So I definitely jinxed him the rest of the game. I, I mean, I would have taken cu- a cup where you, where you were. I was just curious if you were specifically targeting. Yeah, uh, I don't. The only players that I would probably pick to like potentially swap. We don't have a lot of trades in our league, so I don't really rely on trades that much in our league, but it would probably just be any Packer, any Packer. If I were to like pick a Packer, it would be to potentially trade him to Nick's team. That would be it. Uh, well, good thing with good thing with that strategy is Nick drafted every Packer available four or five rounds too early. So you yeah, didn't have a chance. So I didn't even so. have a, yeah. I didn't even have a shot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't ever think about that. I don't ever do like spite picks or spite picks just to get individuals um, because I just trade. I don't even care, dude. If they have a heartbeat and they're on my team, I'm looking to trade. If I would have lost this week, I got, I got a little squeaker yeah. out this week. If I would have lost this week, oh my goodness. I was hoping that I, I, I don't root for teams to lose unless it's to watch Phil kind of keep that goose egg going. That's, that's what I, I, I do enjoy that. Um, but I do enjoy watching Blake because I, I know Blake is sitting on the edge of his seat, like reacting to every single play when he's in a very close game because I've seen it happen before. Um, so I was rooting for you to lose only because I knew moves would start just flying across the board and it would have been amazing to watch play out over the next few days. Well, if Trey would ever pick up his cell phone. Uh, Tr- moves would have already been made, but. Yeah, it looks like both of you guys are going after Kyle Pitts. So. I do want Kyle Pitts, so maybe we can work a little three three teamer in there, <laughs> Phil. Speaking of yeah, goose egg, I, I have a, I have a question for you, Phil. I have an answer. Um, back in 
2017. This was your worst year of all time. Okay. Yes. Fantasy. Yes. Um, the comeback of the century. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, and 13 in the regular season. Now I know what you're going to say. What, what happened? What happened in the playoffs? Um, but zero and thirteen, the only O for in the history of our league, um, and actually, to be honest, any league that I've ever been a part in. So, how does one do that? Uh, you know, it's uh, and I and you know you can you can throw me in the Lynn category for this, but ultimately, I think it comes down to luck. Or as we just uh, my question, my first uh, question, no, no, no. the curse. Well, well, well uh, yeah, could be the it could be the curse. It probably is the curse. Um, but you know what? You, even people who don't set their lineup and they have two players that aren't playing, they still end up winning because the other teams, you know, or or for me, for me, uh, for me this year, you know, projected to win. And my quarterback and my wide receiver go out in the first uh, first first quarter. How much you can do about it? So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to cry about it. We'll move on. And uh, yeah, let's go. I'm ready for Saquon to do his stuff. I'm keeping this PG for you guys. So uh, we're not sure if the official boys are listening to this or not. So I would say that you maybe could bump that up to PG 13 if you'd like. Oh, okay, got it. Well. Well, I'm going to get you out of here on this uh, question, Phil. So we're pretty much closing in on week three. The the top teams in the league are kind of starting to separate themselves. Give me give me what you think championship. Who's the number one? T- who are the two teams in the finals and who wins it this year? What's your early guess? My early guess. I'm going, going through my phone. That's not working. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna look at the names. Um, who's doing really well? Can you give me? Just tell me. I'm well, right now, right now, Stefan. This, this year, we're all gonna be. Looks like two and one heading into next week. I don't even know Sam's matchup. I don't know if she won. Uh, uh, no, she lost the trick. She lost. We're all gonna be two and one. Uh, number one team in terms of points is gonna be Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And then up second is going to be, I believe, me. No, it's gonna be me. It's gonna be Jake. So once, once CD drops like eight to ten points, so it'll be me. So you got you got Steph, Steph up up top. You got Jake. You got myself. Uh, looks like you got Nick's team also two and one. And if you can pull out the victory, you'll be one and two. But if you lose, you also have Bubble Butters two and one. I mean, zero and three is not terrible. So I mean, selecting myself <laughs> to win this thing, okay, is not is out not of the terrible. question. But that I'm, so, you know, if you're if you're a betting man, then, give me uh, one word for zero and three. Then zero and three. Um, if it's not terrible, winless. That is true. That is a fact. All right, Phil. Who are my top two? Top two. Uh, just to make you happy, let's go with the host here. Uh, we'll go. There's, we'll go. Uh, Blake here. Wow. Uh, just just to keep him happy. Um, I know his confidence goes down. He you know he tends to cry sometimes. So you know, just <laughs> it's fair. Okay. Who am I up then, against? And then uh, I'll I'll just throw Steph out there. I don't know who's on her team. You say she has the most points, so I'm just gonna roll with that. Okay, who wins it? 
thought you said just give you two names. No, Phil. I asked you, give me the top two, and then who wins it all? You you win it all, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. kiss no, to no. the host. Yes. No, no, no. I, hey, hey, I, I know his. He's he's very. He's a very sensitive person. You know. Well. Um, you, way to you coddle can, him, you, Phil. Way to go. Yeah. You uh, you know me so well. I appreciate that. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna write it in my journal tonight, and I will uh, say my prayers and put that WWE belt over my shoulder for another year. Wait, I want to get one one really quick last question, Phil. What is what's the prediction for your season? What's your record the rest of the way? We play 13 weeks. 13 weeks. Excuse Start me. Of, 14 weeks. I took that back. 14 weeks. 14 weeks. All right. You're uh, 0 and 2 now. So I I got my first win tomorrow. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say seven because uh, with Nick's uh, Nick Nick and I got a little side bet going. He doesn't think I can get over six wins. Um, by the way things are going right now, he's looking pretty right. Uh, or looks like he's gonna win. But you know what? I love I love an upset. So um, I'll probably say I'll squeak into the playoffs. I'll squeak in there. Once once the the bye weeks happen, all these superhero teams and superhero starters are done with and people got to deal with bye week problems, then you know what? We'll see who has the deeper bench, who has the depth, who has the creativity to pick up someone like Taysom Hill and then drop them. But you know what? It, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's go. All right. Well, thanks, Phil, for coming on. You're welcome. All right, let's dive into the week three matchup. Team Mercier finally gets her first loss because she hasn't changed her team name. This is what she gets, personally. That's true, actually. I didn't even think about that. I feel like it's yeah. kind of karma for not having a team name. And maybe she stopped listening. Maybe she's losing track. But she was listening at the beginning of the, the year. She did because she said that she had COVID. So we're glad that uh, Sam got better if she's not listening to our podcast. But, I mean, we need to we need to change that. Change that yeah. team name. Well, well-deserved loss. She's now two and one. She got smoked by uh, the notorious, pretty much the Buffalo Bills. She lost to the Buffalo Bills. That's Trey's team name. I don't even know why it's notorious, but he goes a one and two. Mm-hmm. I think this is his biggest outing of the year. One fifteen. Does that sound about right? Yeah, probably. Um, there were definitely. I mean, he had Josh Allen go off for him. No, uh, last week he had one twenty-five and he lost. Oh wow! Uh, to Steph's oh. team. Uh, oh. um, so lost a wagon and then he lost to oh. uh, my team uh week one so he had two top matchups back to back and then he played the third place team so tough tough uh schedule for trey to start out we didn't even yeah. realize that till right now but yeah he uh definitely had a good week overall um one boom one bust for his team i mean josh allen's always going to be there last week i was listening back right before we recorded this I predicted Josh Allen to have 31.5 points. Ooh. Not going to lie. That's pretty pretty, pretty damn close on. to what he had. So 29.7. He's going to get that every week. Devonta Smith, an insane game, 26.9 points. Um, once again, the Philadelphia Eagle offense is just a wagon in themselves. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Shout out Miles Sanders. You finally ref- uh, went back to your form. At, uh, I think he had like four points this week. Um, but Devonte Smith, big time player, um, one bust on Trey's team. 
I mean, we kind of think that Jarvis Landry is going to get that anyway. Three points. No, like we, we don't very think. High. We don't think. I we guess know. we know. Yeah. One bus though. <clears throat> Austin Eckler. I. There's so much to say about the Chargers and who they are right now. And as a fan, I'm very concerned. Um, I'm, I'm teetering on the this. This might be it already. Week three. I don't know what I'm getting from Austin Eckler every week. So one bust for me, definitely Austin Eckler. He Trey used a third overall pick for him, uh, passed up players such as Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, um, and others. But Austin Eckler, just another ugly performance. He ran the ball four times last week, and that's not his fault. But he ran the ball four times and had five yards. Thank goodness that he had eight catches for 48 yards, or you would have looked at you know, under three points, under five points. Yeah, uh, pretty uninspiring out of the whole Chargers brass. I know there's a lot of injuries there. Herbert came to the game uh, with that busted up rib, but man, Jacksonville Jaguars, they are for Mm. real. They They are for real. We talked about their offense last week. Yeah, T-Law, baby. I think he's still (laughs) floating around. I think uh, Shane dropped him. I saw that right before the game. Yeah, that's uh, your starting quarterback next week. That that is it could be well it definitely could be for Sam because Sam is struggling with her with Matthew Stafford she keeps rolling him out very uninspiring Rams offense they got the win but they have been struggling and it's affected everyone besides Cooper Cup automatic mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. Uh, do, what do you think for her in terms of uh, quarterbacks does she need to make the permanent change having uh, Captain Kirk in there because um, yeah I mean I don't. I, yeah, Kirk Cousins probably has to be the play, especially at home. I think anytime Kirk Cousins plays at home and it's not like a primetime game, yeah. he'll probably Fade get you. He'll, he'll get you fifteen points a week. Uh, a week. So I mean, this is a next week. He's playing the Saints in New Orleans. So that's a tough matchup. Matt Stafford is playing San Francisco on the road. So I think those are two two tough matchups. Yeah, and I'm looking for booms on our team and pretty baseline throughout the team. I worry mm-hmm. I worry about Joe Mixon. He went out of the game, I think, in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, hit a swollen ankle. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he had 12 points. He beat his projections, but I am still worried about the lack of involvement. He only had hey, seven. So Go we, ahead. We, have you seen his stats this last no, week? No. Okay, no. hold on. I want you to look at them and don't say what they are. Okay. I want you to look at them. Okay. I'm Seven carries. Yes. Zero yards. Yes. But he had a touchdown. <laughs> so that is my stat of the week is how the hell do you get seven carries and you have zero yards if you have a touchdown? He did catch five for 39, but what an incredible stat line. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That That's total Clyde, though. That is total Clyde. When you drafted him last year, you drafted him as a high-end pick and he was just the bus you saw some opportunities it was always like goal line work for him mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. he needed two yards or three yards to be effective and he could never hit that goal line i if there was a if there was any player that i could expect some ludicrous line it would be clyde edward tiller so i'm not surprised well i am surprised because that's insane but that guy so frustrating because you draft him as as sam has him right now as a number two running back and mm-hmm. looking at her her roster, Damian Harris, he's in a timeshare or he's in a battle with uh, Demontre Stevenson. Yeah. And Akers <clears throat> is not exactly what you expected. Melvin Gordon, good luck uh, going into Sunday, solidifying your roster and having Melvin Gordon on your starting roster. Ugh, makes me <laughs> want to puke. But he had a good he had a good week at 14 points in that ugly 
ugly game uh, yeah, against the Niners. The weeks of the game. That, her, game running back, her running back situation is worrisome. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's still better than mine, so I can't really, you know, fault her too much. Um, but, yeah, a, a bad week just overall for Sam's team and a good week for Trey to get on the get on the winning side. We lost out on our 0-3 matchup. Mm-hmm. All right, so we had a 1-1 versus 1-1 matchup. I believe we got a couple of these this week. Um, but we had Rum Runners, Rum Runners, Ronnie B., Versus quarterback sneaks Nick against a Shane, uh, Nick with a ten point win. I l- I looked at this matchup throughout the the, uh, the day on Sunday, and it was close all the way through. Um, I think in the early part of the games, Nick had some players going, uh, but the majority of his team played at at uh, uh, Sunday night, and a Shane kind of jumped off to a big lead with Jalen Hurts, but. Um, yeah, very close matchup and a big win for, for Nick's team. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely helps Nick's team when QB Sneaks gets the uh, Phil Okamoto curse treatment with David Montgomery. Yeah, that's such a good not... matchup. And we saw with Khalil Herbert, uh, such a good think... matchup for David Montgomery that he, if he was just healthy, he could have taken advantage of that. And yeah. that, I think, right there was the big difference for his team. How how quick did that happen? Because I wasn't. That was a game on Sunday where I had no interest in watching whatsoever. Mm, I think it was early on, right? First was, quarter, second well, quarter. Khalil Herbert ended up with like I think he had twenty touches. So yeah, it was and quick Montgomery in the only game. Had three. So I would I would assume that this happened either in like mid first, late first quarter. Yeah, it happened early because I remember sitting on the couch with my younger brother who was doing his uh, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. And he had David Montgomery, and it was quick. It was just, and they made no note of it. It's, <laughs> it's classic cl- Chicago Bears five dollar loss yeah, down was, the drain. It's classic uh, Chicago Bears Houston Texans like red zone matchup where it's just in between the games. They're like, oh no, David Montgomery's out. And it's, it happens so quickly, and man, what a what a huge blow to the quarterbacks. Thinks we looked at the reports day to day, but those are just one of the things that kill your fantasy football weekend when one of your studs goes out early and then as phil mentioned in his interview uh they're going to be probably ready for next week but sucks yeah. but you, like you mentioned jalen hurts automatic i i am eating every word that i said about <laughs> him week. he is so dynamic we mentioned in the last matchup too you you love those teams that have like a three-prong offensive attack i think with aj brown being that possession guy that jalen can rely on uh devonta smith showed this week that you throw the ball downfield one-on-one, he's just going to moss people and having that as just like that escape valve for him and Dallas Goddard up the middle, just target heart target hog. He he's a mismatch in everyone. And that offensive line is so, so good. Jalen hurts is set it, forget it. Number one QB at the end of the year. Uh, I think I've pumped the brakes a little bit on number oh, one. I want I think, it though. I think I want Lamar. It. I think Lamar takes the cake, and I think Josh Allen will be there every week. But Jalen Hurts in general, I agree with a lot of your points. I am still a little bit on the fence of Devonte Smith, only because it's only really been one week. I think it's just how bad the Washington Commanders' defense is, and their corners are just trash. Um, so I do think that they they have weapons for him. I think that offense is clicking. Still not really sold on their run game as far as running backs, but you know when you're scoring, you know twenty plus a game, thirty points a game, um, then you know you you don't have to necessarily rely on the run game so much. 
I also think that their defense is just phenomenal. And that's my biggest uh, boom of the day for Shane's team was this Eagles defense is nasty. Like they sacked Carson Wentz nine times. That's a nine spot for that defense. I thought they were going to put up a goose egg against the commanders as well, because I believe uh, the um, commanders had a safety in the game. Yeah. But Antonio Gibson later in uh, garbage time. Got a touchdown, a one-yard touchdown. But uh, the Eagles' defense is my is my boom for a Shames team. Carson Wentz, I still love you. <laughs> um, for a bust, I mean, David Montgomery injured. The one right below David Montgomery. <laughs> I predicted last week that Justin Jefferson was going to get 30 points. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened in this game. Justin Jefferson just disappeared i mean they won they squeaked that game out the lions shouldn't have lost that game uh they kind of shot themselves in the foot but mm-hmm. justin jefferson just i mean didn't do anything it was adam thielen mostly for minnesota um and the offense there i believe he had a touchdown and kj osborne i think had a touchdown or towards the end of the game but um justin jefferson 2.9 I, I mean i think it's safe to say that this is his lowest total of the year Oh, easily. I think these are – he's a stud, stud wide receiver. It's the reason why you drafted him high. These are the games that you just crumple it up, you throw it out, you never think about it again. Luckily for rum runners, he's in that same situation with Tyreek Hill, but he was lucky mm-hmm. enough to pull out the victory. That was a weird wonky game uh, between Buffalo and Miami. I think mm-hmm. I think Miami in total had 20, 20 minutes of possession. Buffalo had the ball yeah, the entire Buffalo time. Yeah, Buffalo had the ball so. the entire second half. So it's one of those things where you're not worried about the player. You're just worried about the uh, the game strip, game script and that individual game. You don't worry about that 4.3. Aaron Jones would be my my bust I worry about. Uh, that was a tight game. I believe he he had the ball. He was, a, he was, he was in the game. He had 12 carries, 13 receptions. Not I know that's with A.J. Dillon there. It's obviously we talk about ad nauseum on how much of that split that's going to be. But you worry about... You worry about these games for him when he's not getting the amount of touches that he would have had previously without AJ Dillon kind of barking up his touch tree. But you can't have these at a games like Aaron Jones. And, and I am worried. I am worried at the fact that is it going to be games like this and then those blowout games? Is like how do you? There's no balance with his with his output. So that mm-hmm. is worrying. Yeah, I mean. To be to be honest, the Buccaneers have the best defense in the NFL, so I, I'm not I'm not too worried. Only because they were on the road, best best defense. Like that was a very sloppy second half, um, not too much offense at all. I think Aaron Rodgers. I I think I said that he. I'd be surprised if he had more than 12 points um, this week. We both predicted that Carson Wentz would have more. Well, Carson Wentz didn't even reach 10. So. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a, the majority of his points in the first half. I believe the first two drives he went down and he scored touchdowns. And then after that, app just shut down the rest of the game. So I'm not too worried about Aaron Jones. One person I am worried about is Darren Waller. Uh, we have talked about this back-to-back weeks. He has touched down or bust on that offense. He dropped an easy touchdown, and then it turned into a Derek Carr pick. Um, but when it comes to tight ends... He is still <laughs> we <laughs> I was laughing listening to last week and how he said Darren Waller had like 21 points and he was ranked third in in uh tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um he only had 4 points this week and he's still a top 6 tight end. So nothing really has changed as far as tight ends. But um 
Yeah, I mean, big win for Nick. Uh, you guys, you and Nick play each other next week, and we'll dive more into that in the next uh, couple days. Um, but one thing I will say, so I was looking at a Shane's bench. Uh, we talked about Cordell Patterson after week one and how he was one of my, like, three ups. I I need if, – if I have a Cordell pa- Patterson on my team and I am kind of not too sure what James Conner and David Montgomery are going to get me week to week, I'm putting him in there every single week. Like, he needs to have a roster spot. Needs to be find a way in. I would have probably, and it's revisionist history, but I probably would have played Cordero over James Conner only because I don't trust Arizona's offense, and they're going up against a really good Rams defense. Um, so you know that move right there would have got him fourteen more points, and you know the victory. What's so ridiculous? What's so ridiculous about Cordell Patterson, especially this week? He did nothing through the air. I think when you draft him, you're thinking, yeah. hey, converted wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get those touches through the air. It's, it's a half-point PPR. He had 17 carries for 141 yards. Week one, he had 22 carries for 120 yards. And look who he's he a, played week two. Yeah, Rams. He played the Rams. And then if you look at what James Conner was playing, I don't really see a big separation between James Conner and Cordero when I, when I see both running backs playing. Like there's, there's not a visible like, oh, one guy is legit and one guy is like, eh. Like they're both – like decent running backs, but it, when it comes to matchups, you always got to watch the matchups. So let's wipe let's wipe the first three weeks for James Conner, Cordell Patterson. Rest of season, who do you think who do you think uh, produces the better stat line? I, I'm going Cordero because I don't think when it comes to like who's on that team, that offense is still Murray. Like no matter what, they're going to throw the ball, you know, 30, 35, 40 times a game, and you're going to get James Conner. Maybe 15 rushes a game. James Conner also, I feel like, always gets hurt. So I, that's that's someone that I'm not trusting. Cordero, on the other hand, they're not running the offense through Marcus Mariota. He, Marcus Mariota's at a decent start, but I'm kind of looking to see who else is around him. They they brought back Cordero for a reason, and they give him the ball a good amount of the time. So I would take Cordero over over James Conner. Yeah, with James Conner, this is next two weeks. He's got he's on the road against Carolina, and then he's at home against Philly. Carolina's like a sneaky team. There's yeah. been some big, some big uh, defensive outputs uh, for their defensive stat line. So they're a sneaky team, especially on the road. It's always tough, especially with this Arizona team that's struggling on on offense. And Philadelphia, we just talked about mm-hmm. those are two tough matchups. So that's definitely a decision that a Shane needs to make. So run runners going to two and one, Q, uh, QB sneaks going to one to two. I think when we go through these matchups it's a tight it's a tight league yeah it's anyone's league is still open we got no uh i'm just excited i'm just so excited for next week i'm excited for next week the week after that <laughs> it's going to be a fun rest of the well, year let's get into an even tighter matchup right here yeah you're right this was the tightest matchup of the week and i don't know if it was just because of our first interview bringing phil on but i think we gave him the juice to pull out this victory and especially with that saquon <laughs> saquon 30 yard Oh, what a win by Phil. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to Phil. I I don't necessarily I'm – a, I'm a pessimist. So whenever I see myself down by a lot of points, I'm like, oh, I mean, it would be cool if I come back. But, like, yeah, it probably won't happen. Phil from the get-go was always very much like, yeah, like I, I think I'm going to – I think it's going to do this. I drafted Saquon high for a reason. I'm going to do it. On the flip side, though, I can't help but feel for Phillips. Like, these are not – it's it's a crushing defeat. It's like one of those where you just feel like maybe my fantasy season is done. So wow. I actually I follow uh, Phillips and I are, are friends on Instagram, and he even posted on his story 
the matchup no. prior to tonight and said, no. no, no, no. And he said, man, I can't stand Russell Wilson. And I started laughing because I was just like, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Every, you can't do it every week. Like this, this has to be the week where Phillips let's go Russell Wilson. Even you just put him on his bench and, and, you know, has somebody else go, but you got to get rid of Russ. He he's, he's got to go. He Phillips needs to make a lot of changes because news came out with DeAndre Swift. He's mm-hmm. going to be out multiple weeks. They're going to hold him until after bye week, which I believe is week six. So he'll be back either week six or week seven. Yeah, after following the team, the team's week six bye. So one and two heartbreaker. You're you're not sure what you're getting at quarterback. You're losing your number one, your number two, almost pretty much one B running back, mm-hmm. considering how much uh, Derrick Henry has contributed. But on the positive, we got that Derrick Henry game, and I think it's because of how involved he was in the pass game. Yeah, that was actually surprising how many uh, passes he caught. He went five for 58, and that was like really early too where he got a lot of that in the first half. Um, a lot of the rushing yards, I think he had like 60 yards at halftime. Um, a lot of that fourth quarter was played by the Raiders and just trying to throw the ball. They were down by two scores, so they are trying to throw the ball around, um, eating up a lot of possession. But, yeah, big game by Derrick Henry. He finally had it. Um, and I do think that, you know, there – and he even – I mean, this this sucks to go back over because this matchup was so close. But, I mean, Ryan Tannehill ran a touchdown in on the one-yard line. So that's usually Derrick Henry territory where you just give him the ball again on the one. Um, so that's a little tough to go back to. But, yeah, big game for Derrick Henry. Um, we, we're going we're gonna to try and, and do better when it comes to our predictions and going back to them. One prediction that you had this uh, last week was Marquise Brown going off and having a really good week. So mm-hmm. I give you props for that. He is my boom of the uh, day for Phillips' team. 14 receptions on 140 yards. Yeah, Rams have played a lot of shell coverage. Jalen has really laid off his his primary uh, matchups. Mm-hmm. He gives them a lot of space. Marquise Brown took advantage. The Rams' pass rush was getting there to Kyler. They were playing contain two, forcing Kyler to stay in the pocket. So Kyler had to make quick decisions with the ball. Jalen's just been playing soft coverage. I knew that their uh, Marquise was going to step up. AJ Brown was coming into the game hobbled. They're still missing. They're, they're missing a host of weapons, and that's something that they try to address this offseason. Um, and it's just been it's the Hollywood show. And if we're talking about all the things I got right, I also want to talk about my Allen Robinson projection. Oh yeah, that's right too. Yep, you said Holy that done. under. Yeah, under under cleared by. I mean, we could have tripled his score, and uh-huh. I think I still would have been good. Uh-huh. See, so you know Logan what, Thomas. It, yeah, go ahead. It pays to listen to us at times, right? Like if Phillips perhaps would have listened, and perhaps he put in a Travis Etienne or a Zeke Elliott or a Chris Olave, all three of those players would have won in the matchup instead of Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, touching on Phil's team, Falcons defense, please get them off your team. <laughs> hey, I we think, both like Drake we... London too. He had a nice uh, nice game. Yeah. He had a touchdown. Um, yeah. Phil, you know, in this is uh, in his interview was very much talking about how his team is cursed, how he feels like everyone gets hurt on his team. He did have three players go out for extended periods of time throughout the day. Um, Everyone saw Tua and his quote-unquote back injury, which I don't buy one bit. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be out for a bit. 
Um, but in classic Phil fashion, he has the handcuff. So he does have Alex Madison on the bench. Uh, so he has him ready to go. And then T Higgins was out for the, the whole second half. So, um, yeah, but that Falcons defense, it's, I think Phil's just going to stream every single week. Yeah. And good on him. Just pick better streams. Uh, <laughs> show me the Quan goes to one and two bubble Butker's going to one and two. And that is it for this matchup. All right, so we have our second one-and-one matchup of the week. The Official Boys at one-and-one against the Cat at one-and-one. Claws up, baby. Big W for the Cat. Um, Blowout. (laughs) Blowout. This matchup, uh, similar to uh, Phil and Phillips's, came down to one game and one game only. It was the Sunday night game um, where Brian... And the official boys had Jerry Judy at two point. Uh, unfortunately, only got him two point seven points. <laughs> Rough uh, game for Jerry Judy. He had one opportunity that was just tipped away um, at the very last second, um, and the cat had Brandon McManus and his just bomb of a leg. Um, he only got one field goal, but it was exactly what you want when it comes to a field goal. You got to get a Denver kicker. Got to get him at home. Uh, I thought for sure. I thought for sure once DK got his touchdown, this match was over. Uh, when Brandon McManus missed his uh, fifty yarder, I remember that our scoring system doesn't take points away mm-hmm. uh, for missed fifty yards. So I was blessed on that. Yeah, really quick, so people aren't like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Um, we have anything underneath fifty yards is negative points. Um, but we, I, I figure that as the commissioner, anything but over 50 or over, uh, can't really hold it against kickers. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool because we have a lot of kickers nowadays kicking from like 50, 55, yeah. like 60 yard. So that not being penalized for that is pretty cool. And I'm, I, it was definitely in the moment, I was super excited to like relearn for like the 13th time that I don't get penalized for that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got lucky. I feel like I got lucky. I don't. I feel like I shouldn't have won this matchup. I feel like I put out the right lineup. I got. Um, I got pretty lucky with my Panthers defense. I try to reinvent the wheel, trying to do this hot defensive pickup. I kind of scrambled a little bit as I saw that Dalton Schultz was available. He was dropped by Phillips' team, and I wanted to make a move for him. I spent a good amount of fab. I don't like spending my fab early, but I felt like he was a position that we see cross a league tight end is a premium. You don't want to give up tight ends that are focal points and offenses. I love my boy, Pat, but picking him up. So I was scrambling. I was scrambling Friday and Saturday to figure out how I wanted to move my lineup, but I'm happy with the lineup that I put out there. Brandon cooks. He had the targets just it was a horrible game from Davis mills. Um, decisions next week for my team. Maybe looking at Brandon Cooks. I haven't checked his checked his. Yeah, that, uh, that's next week. We we don't want to hear. We don't need to hear a whole entire rundown of your team, bud. My team just stinks. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about my team. Um, I don't want to talk about Kyler. That Thursday, I hate this that team. Thursday night game. It just Nick Chubb just being an absolute monster. Nick Chubb is definitely your MVP of the year so far. Um, it's true. Just getting true. touchdowns and getting the ball twenty times a game. Um. You know, one person that's very interesting as I look on here is Devontae Adams. And 
this once again, another strange game, but he has three touchdowns this year. So he's getting into the end zone, which is what you want in fantasy, but five catches for 36 yards um, is, you know, that's way less than what we projected and what they projected a ESPN projected for him. So strange. And I think reports came out this morning that he's frustrated already in Las Vegas. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to play for an organization like the Raiders. But, I love uh, that though. Squeaky wheel. What is it? What's the phrase? Squeaky wheel gets the. Oil. I don't know. I'm gonna let you try to figure it out. I don't know, but you know what the problem is? Is that stupid Mac Hollins guy or Collins? Screw that guy. That guy's no. taking all the targets. Uh, I mean, Hunter Renfro bring out. Uh, you had a feeling that they were probably going to double team Devontae, and Derek Carr likes to throw the ball around. Um, I didn't. I didn't pick up Mac Hollins in this league, but I'm not gonna lie. I did pick him in another league, which won me the week. Um, but, uh, yeah, very strange beginning for the Raiders as an 0 three team. Let's look over at Brian's team really quick. Um, I, whenever I can, I'll take a shot at Miles Sanders shot out 4.9 points. Um, one player on his team that is, is, is a bad start as well as Alvin Kamara. 6.3 points is not going to cut it for a first, uh, round running back or i guess i think he was maybe second round but um mm-hmm. still just just no the only player i feel like in that saints offense that's doing anything like consistently is chris olave and he's getting he doesn't even have a touchdown yet and i think he's getting like 70 80 yards every single week um so strange beginnings there for the saints i i feel like with with uh the new coaching coaching staff for the saints i feel like Jameis is like reverting back to like old Jameis, where they're just letting him just rip it down the field yeah just rip it around and uh, kamara was hurt last week yeah he was hurt last week but he did come in this week he had 15 carries he had 60 60 something yards he's he's averaged four a game i think he's just missing out he's missing out on the passing attack he's not getting bread and butter when he was like the most dynamic he was so he had such good yak yards. Oh, I love saying that. I love yak yeah, it up. Good yak. Uh, but yeah, he's not getting that, and it's definitely it hurts that this offense just stinks. Um, the, the like you said, Chris Olave is produced. He definitely produced this past week. He's getting the yards. He's getting the targets, but no touchdowns. Uh, they only put up fourteen this past week. And also it looks like uh, yeah, Kamara had a fumble too. That's going to hurt the bottom line on his stats too. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy if I'm if I'm a Kamara owner, I'm happy that after the injury he was involved, he had his 15 touches. I'm worried about the points because that's not what you drafted. Uh-huh. He's something. He's he's an individual. If you can wait it out, you got to. Um, or oh, man, I love I love going for these guys in terms of trades. I love. He's a guy that I feel like if you're getting frustrated with him, there's going to be owners in our league that are willing to address their running back needs uh, with a guy like that. And maybe you can fill some holes uh, that Brian has on his team, looking at DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy. Those are, those are, those are rough wide receivers. And I know Hunter Renfro is out, but looking at his roster, that's a need that he can probably uh, fill. Yeah. Because he's got Damian Pierce. I don't know. I do think Kamara is a good buy low uh, candidate. And mm-hmm. now that you're saying this, I might have to concoct a trade here because I do have some wide receivers for Brian, and I need running back help. So, official boys, let's get on the line. Uh, Cannon Brock, let's let's get a deal done. 
We'll set up a little conference call in the playroom. There at, we go. Uh, the official household in the garage. So shout out official okay. household. Yeah. Cats going two and one. Official boys one and two. Now it's time for the matchup of the week. Jake, didn't I say Steph would blow you out? I don't know if you said she would blow me out. We both picked our um, Steph to win. I, I picked her team. I liked her her matchups. Um, even though I feel like everyone but one player had a decent game, um, but that one player just absolutely destroyed everybody else. Yeah, it's it's weird to say that Lamar Jackson had a down game from last week, but he did. He regressed a little bit, but he Good still Lord. had 39 points. He had yeah. five, five through the air, one on the ground. I mean, shake off that one interception. You're probably looking at a 40. Still, you're, you're probably looking at a 42-point week. Uh-huh. Is he going to slow down or no? Um you would think that he's going to, uh, but I mean, he plays Buffalo next week, which it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, we thought Miami and Buffalo, it's going to be an offensive explosion. I would be shocked if this game doesn't, you know, go over 50 points. Um, I think, I think the, uh, with how good Lamar is right now, um, I think that he, you know, he's just going to get so many points and the Ravens defense is not that good. Um, so I, I do think that he's just gonna he's gonna have so many either garbage time points or just second half chucking the ball around um, and getting some. But yeah, looking at Steph's team, her team is just is damn good, and her team is is probably the best in the league. Um, but I would like to just it's not even her starters, and we were laughing about how deep her team is. Her bench this week scored 75 points, um, or 76 <laughs> points, essentially. Now, if you were to take the seven players on her bench, plug them in as her starting roster, you get the Cowboys and you get Justin Tucker. So you got 17 plus 75. That's 92 points. That beats quarterback sneaks. That beats the Fischl boys, which is crazy to think about. So And it beats Sam. And it beat Sam as well. So those three teams, her bench plus the defense and the kicker that she has, would be the fourth. It'd be the it'd be the fourth lowest score, but still would beat three other teams in this league. That is insane to think about. Um, so she has all these weapons on her bench, and there are a couple of players on her bench that just didn't uh, had like nothing special. Mike Williams had eight points. Javante had seven point five. So she has players that she could plug and play matchups which i will say sometimes those are the most dangerous weeks where you're not exactly sure you start to think too much um so perhaps she tries to upgrade some positions for maybe just bigger names but i mean right now it's just it it's a unstoppable machine essentially would that be your advice so if you put yourself in her situation mm-hmm. you have a wagon of a team you have so many options at uh on your bench your starting lineup you're making yeah. multiple decisions looking at her roster if you were to upgrade or you were to elevate one of the positions whether it's running back or maybe a tight end what do you go after if you were her if i were her i'd probably get a another or i'd probably get a rb2 like a but like that's that could probably be an rb1 right like mm-hmm. for instance i would probably try to package maybe a couple players that are you know going off right now Someone like, you know, maybe like a Jamal Williams, right? He's going to have a lot of upside in the next few weeks. I would maybe trade 
Jamal Williams and someone like a Christian Kirk, two very good players right now for an RB one, someone like perhaps, you know, if Phil is interested in trying to, you know, tinker around for a Saquon or for like a Derrick Henry or someone like that, I think that she could get one of those premier RB ones to attach with Jonathan Taylor. And then she has a Lamar, Jonathan Taylor, another RB one, and then still a Jalen Waddle, a Leonard Fournette. I mean, that would like solidify a roster. Yeah, I just, it's always worrisome because we are technically, we're only on week three. We haven't hit the bye weeks yet. I think teams sometimes prioritize bye weeks. They're worried about um, having a full lineup. I think if Steph was 3-0, and if she was 3-0 and after this week, then she can get a little bit more aggressive in terms of uh, maxing out that starting lineup. I know mm-hmm. we both agree. Her team's good. But we talked about this whole league's 2-1. and one. I don't think there's much separation. I think she's head head and shoulders above the rest. But yeah. I don't know. I am a little worried because I don't wish injury on anyone. We don't play. I hate people. They're like, well, Lamar Jackson, he, he'll probably get hurt. You have to. No, you don't prepare for that. That's. You, you roll with your players. Anyone can get hurt at, at any time. But I still feel like it might be too early to maybe start upgrading. She needs to get a little bit more separation. And I think what her goal is, maybe heading into week five, then she can start looking at playoff matchups. Because I was just looking at Lamar's playoff matchups potentially. Uh-huh. And uh, how does this sound? We got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta. Just. Yeah just filthy and yeah, i mean we're, yeah so anything on that um no i mean i i think that i don't know i i very much am in the boat where like people are going to start making need are going to be kind of desperate and trying to like think. i'm desperate every week regardless <laughs> where i'm at in the standing so fair enough but I mean, I, I do think that there are certain players where you hold on to and you hope that they, you know, do better, such for on her team, for instance, like Javante Williams. I think everyone knows that he has the skills and he's a special player. Um, but I would hold on to him because I think that's mm-hmm. a buy low candidate, right? So I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily. I think a sell high candidate would be someone like a Jamal Williams, who you know is going to be starting for the next two or three weeks. That's already been yeah. said. So I'm going to try and get someone that perhaps is, you know, struggled off the bat, maybe package him with someone. So I think across the board, she, she has a legit team. It's going to be hard to beat her. I definitely agree that she is head and shoulders above everyone. Um, and I think it's going to be a battle for that second bye week. And it's, it's going to be between like five or six teams. And what I love, 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 love is that if there was a team or there was an owner in this league that had a head and shoulders team and we keep hyping them up, it's Steph. Because yeah. if there's and anyone that can get inside her own head, it's Steph. That's so I'm true. excited to see how she plays out the rest of the year. And you know what's funny? I don't think she's going to trade because if I remember correctly, Steph is someone that very much in trades very just seldom thinks way too much and does that same thing where it's like, well, I think they might get hurt. I need to hold on to my sixth wide receiver. So like so just in case three people go down and it's just like, just make a move already. Well, 
it's 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 I don't blame her for not making a move when you have a star quarterback like she does. And speaking of star quarterbacks, oh yeah, Jesus Christ, Jared Goof is back on a starting lineup. I mean, so the reports came out: Justin Herbert practiced, then he took Friday off, then it was looking like he wasn't going to play. And so I was very much just like, you know what? Let me see what I can what I can do. I don't think there was anybody on the waiver wire that would have won me the week if I picked them up instead of Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff didn't really have like a bad day on Sunday. Um, he had an interception in the la- very last throw of the game, um, but besides that, they were they were just a very conservative offense in the second uh, in the second half. I think he had two hundred uh, throwing or two hundred passing yards in the first half. It looked very good. A um, couple, couple touchdowns in the red zone from running backs that ran it in, but he wasn't necessarily what um, the downfall of my team. You know, I'm going to ride the four, my top four draft picks. Um, well, I should say besides Herbert, um, four out of my five, Cooper Cup, Sutton, Mark Andrews, and CeeDee Lamb. They all had very good weeks. Like, Corton Sutton, again, had a very good week, just didn't get a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup had only had 14 points, but if I'm only getting, you know, 14 points from Cooper Cup, it's still going to be a success because usually he gets more than that. But I'll, I'll take that every single week. But after those four, if you look down, uh, I don't know what the hell happened to the Chargers this week. Um, negative five points, and that is just and against the Jacksonville team, which is decent. Like they they played a lot better. They've been playing a lot better this year than they have in the last few years. Way better. But negative five, no sacks, no turnovers. They allowed thirty eight points. You know, if I were just to get. If I had the Cincinnati Bengals defense, I win this week, right? So I am just that they're already off my team as of tomorrow morning. Um, they will be gone. Joy Bosa out for a, a couple months. Um, that rush defense I thought was going to be much better this year has just looked terrible. James, shout out James Robinson on his touchdown run. But um, I'm a little worried about my team only because my bench is not too strong. Um, so there might there might need to be a change as far as those those four. I might need to see if I can uh, grab a running back that's a consistent one. Jeff Wilson looked good in the first half. I think he had like 55 rushing yards in the first half, and they just did not use him after that. Um, Kareem, I know he's a touchdown or bust type of player. Um, he was stuffed from the goal line three times, and then Nick Chubb came in, and they finally just gave it to him up the middle and just pounded it in. So. I, uh, I'm glad I scored 110 because if you do lose in this league, points are still extremely important. And, um, you know, I, I scored the third highest this week. So I just ran into the buzzsaw that is Steph's team. Uh, so a little disappointed I lost, but it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, quick hits on just all of it. You had, you had a questionable quarterback going in. Jared Goff was a high upside pick. I don't mind that, especially going against a team that has Lamar Jackson. You need... Boomer bust out of that quarterback position. Cream Hunt, like you mentioned, he's you. You live with it. You live with the, these cream games. You either go high, you go low. It's all depending on Chubb and how that offense is running. Jeff, Jeff Wilson was efficient. He he went down in his carry count, but um, he ran the ball. That was just a stupid game. That's a game you never want to watch again. Portland <laughs> Sutton, I don't, I don't. Who it doesn't even matter uh, who was out on that field. Portland Sutton's getting his. Every single week. Uh-huh. Super excited. That's the reason why we were so high on him. Chargers defense. 
Gosh. And you were going to go to that game. Thank goodness you didn't go. Yeah, that I didn't spend my hard-earned money on that trash game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, LA Bash Bros going to 2-1, and one, first loss of the season, heartbreaker. Stephanie's going to 2-1, and one, and I believe with this victory, Steph, Steph is going to take her mantle number one team in the league. She is, and I'll be dropping down to dose. Shout out Young Way Koof, top kicker in the league. All right. Welcome into our new segment we are calling Mount Crushmore. Oh, I love it. I love the name. Now, did you know that we're sponsored? By who? By All Scars Hockey. All Scars Hockey. Gone, but never forgotten. I think there was another catchphrase. What was it? Was that really what it was? This is our new catchphrase, though. Oh, okay. Because we're gone, but never forgotten. That's true. Just like the presidents that are on Mount Rushmore? I mean, yeah, they're they are all gone. I guess, yeah, I guess technically they're never, never forgotten. Yeah, I, I'm way to so come bad full at circle his... with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mount Crushmore, where we are going to discuss four specific positions: uh, one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end, and they crush their projections for the week. Now, these are going to be players that might be on some uh, rosters, but for the most part, they're going to be you know guys on waiver wire um or perhaps on someone's bench so i'll start us off really quick with the quarterback that uh, made it on mount crushmore this week we have trevor lawrence now that beautiful face on mount crushmore i'm not gonna lie it's pretty nice uh but was even nicer was his performance on sunday against the chargers in la 262 yards three touchdowns no interceptions he just looked completely in control he looked like he knew how to run that offense. Um, Doug Peterson, the brand new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, already has matched his winning uh, the wins that he's gotten this year than uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer has all of last year. Um, so you know, Trevor Lawrence looks fully in control. He looked really, really good on Sunday. Perched right next to T. Law is my boy Khalil Herbert, running back for Chicago Bears, coming in with a projection of five point nine. Now we get it. David Montgomery went out first quarter, but Khalil Herbert just gets right into the game. His first three carries, 30 yards. He had 20 Sheesh. attempts throughout the game, 157 yards, two touchdowns. David Montgomery's day-to-day, but Khalil Herbert's sitting on the waiver wire. It's going to be a juicy, tempting pickup. I can't wait to see people blow blow their fab on him, but what blowing a beast. Loads. Blowing loads, blowing loads of fab all over the place. Next week, plays the giants who we just saw gave zeke elliott like the room to run and like and tony p P and tony p so if david montgomery's out and you can snatch up khalil herbert and you're starting starting lineup for next week good lord coming in uh third on mount crushmore we got matt collins now you might be like who the hell is matt collins oh i know matt collins but actually if you look at it uh, if you want to go to matt collins right now um on the waiver wire and look at that picture that he has next to his name what a great Flow. head of hair and that, that would look just amazing on mount crushmore itself imagine trying to chisel that hair in there anyway <laughs> uh, matt collins projected for 7.6 points through a 25.96 score up on the board now hunter renfro was out for the game he was wasn't practicing the entire week has a concussion uh, so this might be more of a, you know, if Hunter Renfro's not playing, perhaps, you know, you can pick up Matt Collins, spot start him here or there. 
but we talked about how bad that Tennessee secondary was last week, and we thought Devontae Adams was going to have a huge game. Um, Devontae did score a touchdown, but Matt Collins had eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown, targeted 10 times. So Derek Carr threw that ball around. They were down by a couple scores. That defense is not good for the Raiders, so look for next week. Tough matchup against Denver, but they might be down knowing that Denver Bronco D- or offense, that game is probably 6-3 to three going into the fourth quarter. But Mac Hollins, look for him um, as a pickup for a, the wide receiver option. And no Mount Crushmore could be complete for the week three of fantasy football than my tight end, who I've been cheering and hooting and hollering for, David Njoku. No. Oh, God. So so week one, he only had one catch. Week two, he had three catches. Wow. Week three, he had nine catches. So by that math, week four (laughs) against Atlanta, he will have 27 catches. Uh. So, but obviously, Uh. we saw saw, uh, against Pittsburgh that um, I talked about it uh, with the Philadelphia's alignment their offense now obviously Jacoby Brissett is not uh Jalen Hurts and nowhere near the weapons are Amari Cooper compared to AJ Brown but David Njoku is filling that role for uh, Jacoby Brissett of that up the middle throw it to him huge mismatch we've been waiting years for David Njoku to uh a be healthy and be revel in that like potential that he is we saw the glimpse where if you can get him involved he's going to make plays that touchdown grab was filthy and you cannot do worse than david Njoku as your starting tight end because we are seeing tight ends um this year just be absolute trash he's been slow to start after his week three output he's the number eight tight end in the league he's on the waiver wire I'm going to be putting at least $75 of my fab for him. So <laughs> Please good do. luck. I will. I will. So good luck. But he completes the Mount Crushmore for me. It's going to be chiseled off that Mount Crushmore by the, oh, this time hack. in a yeah, month. Hacksaw. Guaranteed. 